0: Hello guys and welcome to another episode of Co. I am so excited for today's episode. I am interviewing Emily King. So she is a WBF pro, mother and business owner. So
1: hello, Emily. Hello. Very happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So firstly, how are you? I am good. I am um, just coming off a week of Lena Beating Sick, so
0: Mm.
1: you know how it is sick kids you don't get much done so I've just been you know juggling with Matt which is obviously I'm grateful for that but yeah no life has been good just taking one day at a time to be honest with you yeah
0: you do have a lot on your plate but you definitely do seem to handle it well and because obviously you have your following how you go about it and also being so real and inspiring others and other mums out there it is it's so so good and needed I seen a story actually that you uploaded. The other day and you were showing your process through pregnancy and um you know the the ins and outs of it basically and the pros and the cons and something that i loved is you said that we are literally made to do this you know like pregnancy our bodies are yeah. literally made to do this and use that to start to believe in yourself and just you know little quotes like that and someone just being so raw and real that's what hits people. That's what they can resonate with.
1: Yeah, no, I, and I think it's, like, really important to point out because a lot of people see, especially, like, pregnancy and birth and everything as, like, a medical thing or, like, a lot of us, well, not myself, but a lot of people are quite out of touch with, you know, nature and their own body. Um, mm. So I just like to keep reminding women Especially in the fitness scene itself that we are like, we are built for birth and we are built for pregnancy and we can do this and we are capable of many things. So yeah, I wish I had someone that was, you know, saying those types of things, especially when I was growing up, just so I had more confidence in myself.
0: Yeah, literally. Like, obviously I haven't been through pregnancy, but I understand, you know, the the downfall of it and how stressful it can be on you, your body and everything. And yeah, it, when I did read that though, I was like, fuck, like fully, like we are literally made for this. Like our bodies yeah. are made for that. And when you take that in consideration, it's kind of like you think of it all differently and naturally you're just like, oh, regardless, I can do this.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%.
0: So in today's episode, I did want to talk about everything to do with coaching, um, fitness, you as a coach, and basically your experience with being a coach and being a competitor. Um, As a coach, what do you find is the most common hurdle your clients tend to struggle with that can potentially push them further away from their goal?
1: Look, I think the biggest one is mindset, and it's – it's not even just like the like the, the confidence of knowing that they can do something, but more so the fact that, you know, you're going to encounter obstacles. And for a lot of people, as soon as they encounter one little thing, it's like, oh, fuck, I may, I may as well not diet or I may as well not go to gym this week. Or, you know, a lot of people, I, and I've kind of realized in the last couple of years, are, you know, they're not resilient. And I don't know where that's coming from, whether that's from there. their their upbringing like their parents or whatever but like um that's one big hurdle for me so the my biggest passion is being able to help people grow more confidence in themselves and trust themselves to be able to follow through with something and I think that leads into so many other areas of life right like if you have confidence and trusting yourself to do something like that's that's a, a gift so to be able to coach that in people is, like, my, my biggest passion, but definitely is the mindset, like, or just people believing that they can do something. Or mm. I think I put something on my story today. Actually, this may be the last night. Like, it, it it honestly baffles me how people are like, I want to achieve this, but they're not actually willing to to put the effort in. Or they, they maybe think that it's not a lot of effort. And you're like, no, like, to, to change your body, to change your lifestyle, to get a promotion in a job, to do anything in life is really fucking hard and like we need to be able to have some i don't know oomph about ourselves to actually go after our goals and to put that effort in and um yeah it's definitely one of the things i mm. see as a missing piece yeah
0: and that's why you know i see all the time promote right, things like routine morning routines because doing stuff like that it just puts you in that momentum of okay i can achieve these these tasks and at the end of the day that sort of comes down to just um, knocking away at all these little tasks every single day because I find especially within the fitness industry um, people who aren't able to stick to their goals it's because they've created like an identity for themselves. self mm, this, this yeah. identity that they've created cannot stick to this goal because they've never done it in the past it's you know yeah. I feel like we all individually have our own struggles with an identity that we have created like our perception on who we are so a perception yeah. on what we can achieve and what we can't achieve and it sucks like it does yeah. suck but it's that's why i love that there we're in a world now where we we can literally get coached for anything
1: yes yeah, yeah. there's help everywhere for mm. anything that you may need yeah
0: so what is the most common mistake people make when at first starting out there fitness journey and wanting to enter like a fat loss phase so they've never started before they've never really you know done anything in the gym what is usually the most common mistake
1: um so I would say definitely kind of thinking that it it has to be like an all-or-nothing approach and going with that or um and especially when it comes to dieting so a lot of people enter into like fad dieting like you know I'm gonna say keto is a fad diet but it's probably not but um you know like cutting out all carbohydrates or taking, you know, you know, cutting the calories down to 800. Like it doesn't need to be so dramatic drastic, and drastic. Yeah. yeah. Taking yeah. drastic approaches to fat loss.
0: And like, I, I can completely relate with this because I'm someone who I'm very drastic and, but I can be very consistent, but I can also get to a point where I'm just fucking mentally over it. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I don't even, and that's the thing. You don't even know that, You are being drastic because it's kind of like, okay, my goal is to be healthier or my, you know, my goal is to gain muscles and you kind of go all in because you've read everything you need to do. So then you apply it all at once. And that's why, yeah, it's so important to just understand kind of like the foundation of what you need to do and understand as well what is getting in your way. Yeah. And And it's
1: also comes down to having it, having like someone to talk to or a coach, like if that's what that person can afford or have like, uh, you know, have the have the option to have, but to have someone that actually has had experience in what they're trying to do rather than, um, And I guess it is really hard to be like a person coming into this, like, because you're like, who do I choose? There's so many coaches. Yeah. Um, that's, That's one big thing. That's probably a barrier to a lot of people
0: how did you like for me personally when i was started to invest into coaches first it would start with um books so i you know did a 70 day fitness plan and then i would follow yeah. that diet and then i moved on to um programs with people and then i kind of moved on to one-on-one coaching what mm-hmm. what was it with you did you just go straight to one-on-one coaching or Oof.
1: so i started on um like com. in the day so uh, that was my go-to for such a long time because i was i was doing nursing at the time as well so i would read bodybuilding.com on my night shift and get all the diets from there which obviously at that point in time i didn't know that like there needs to be certain diets like certain calories and macros for the individual i was Mm. one one diet for everyone so literally i went went down that that route um Mm. for a very long time probably like two or three years And then I actually went straight to a one-on-one because at the time I was competing. So in my head, there was like limited time. I didn't really want to fuck around going to programs and things like that. I I really wanted someone to be like, yes, no, um, and really give me guidance around that.
0: Mm, And I feel like everyone kind of definitely does uh, start someone like that which unfortunately can also be so detrimental in the sense where like you said it just sets you on a set calorie like most people will actually just go on my fitness pal put in all their measurements and everything and then boom my fitness pal magically knows how many calories you consume in yeah. a day and people will literally take that to heart and you know yeah. just
1: and usually the numbers are so low like it yeah fits out like 1400 and like yes in theory that's what you need but is that actually going to work in, in practice? Probably not. So, yeah, um, yeah, it it is hard knowing what to do and what steps to take as a new person in the industry. But I would always like recommend not doing the, I'm going to follow that person's meal plan. Like that's never going to work for you because that person's calories and macros are completely different to yours. And um, I would always go for like either coaching if you can, because again, like you're not stuck with this coach for a year, unless you sign a contract, you know, and, very rarely do people have like year contracts with coaches and you just get a feel for who they are like are they listening to you do they take your feedback like do they answer your questions those are really important points for coaches as well
0: Mm. and also with having a coach like obviously you're investing into that coach but you're also investing into your own knowledge that you can take away and continue to use like you said you were literally not locked in with this coach so you can do what you need to do get to a Mm. certain point that you know with your goal or just even understand the steps you should be taking with your calories with your rest with your programs just understand that and then take that knowledge and do what you need to do with that and yeah so it's important to understand that it's not set in stone and like you said there's no contract signed or anything
1: yeah exactly and like one thing is it's like what like you said you want to get like why we coach like why why do people go to coaches to get knowledge and that's exactly what we think I, like as a coach myself like the best thing that i can ever do for a client is for them to come to me learn what they need and be able to leave like knowing more and being able mm. to put that into their, their everyday mm. life like that's how i feel as a coach i don't want to have someone forever for the yeah. sake of it
0: and for for the listeners out there as well like obviously majority of people get a coach because they want results but if you can also understand that you can get knowledge from your coach to utilize in your everyday life it's only going to benefit you so rather than just getting into the mindset of okay this coach i'm just gonna follow everything to the t and get results actually utilize this use it like take advantage of it and get knowledge for your everyday life forever and it's yeah. honestly, it's going to help you so much more than just achieving a goal for a short period of time. Exactly. Yeah. So what have you learned from your past mistakes with fitness? Because obviously you've been in the fitness industry for yonks. For yonkies. For yonks.
1: So many mistakes. So little time. Um, where would I start with this? Um. Okay. So it, especially in terms of nutrition, mm. um, I learned very late like to think macros and flexible dieting and stuff I only really became a thing probably uh, like 2017-2016 for me personally um and I really winged it before that and I really wish that like I had known more about this or put more effort into it because I was more in the mindset of when I was competing I was 100% I was following meal plan outside Mm. of that I was just like drinking partying eating shit, not looking at my diet and it really was at detriment of my progress as an athlete so you know one thing that i wish i did earlier was be more um, aware of my off season or my building um behaviors especially when it came to nutrition and training as well like i pretty much winged like training for a very long time too i didn't see a value in a structure or a training plan i would just go into the gym and do whatever I wanted but you know, as we know it is really important to have a plan to chase progression to know you know what we're doing is you know correct for us mm. and to be able to you continue to get progress from that so you know there's two things yeah like more, have more focus on my off season and my building or just nutrition in general outside of the comp prep and and have a plan with my um, training
0: yeah it's it's so true though and I feel as so though as well like the whole word off season mm. like it that is yeah that can be damaging and i even think that we spoke about this before like people do definitely enter their off season with a a really bad approach in the sense where oh i'm just going to bulk but Mm. drink every weekend and just completely fall off the wagon and this would have a lot to do with because they've um adapted such restrictive behaviors on their on season so they're really really wanting that off season because yeah to them, they, it's like they are all in or all out. So their off season okay. is, a, is a a way to kind of relax and live their life again where you do like I definitely went through that within my last build. I come from my deficit and I wasn't really drinking. I was quite on point with my macros, eating very clean. And as soon as I entered my build, I did drink a shitload. And that is something I personally would um, do differently, and I am doing differently now within this build. I, it's, it's a more cleaner approach. I'm feeling yeah. better. My recovery is better. Um, my my nutrition is so much better. I'm actually prioritizing my food and not saving calories for alcohol. And also, yeah. even even on my weekends, I don't see them as okay. This is a, an off weekend or you know just me being able to do whatever I want. I still see it as a part of my week and. When you are in a build, I do feel as though that is super important. And same with off season, and like it's it just comes down to being able to create it a lifestyle all year yeah. round rather than seeing it on off on off.
1: Yeah, hundred percent, and it just makes you like, it, like it is like a lifestyle, and I think that's what you need to look at it, especially as like if like I don't know who we're talking to, whether they're athletes or they're just like general population, but um, looking at like when we do have times of more flexibility, like it doesn't mean that you go all out, go ham for it and start mm. eating shit. Like it needs to have like more of a wholesome approach, um, yeah. approach to it. Yeah.
0: Mm. Mm. Um, you are, so this is something that I am interested to know. So you are very educated, obviously very qualified. Does it frustrate you when you see others online with a big following, giving misleading advice?
1: Um, to be honest, I don't consume a lot of social media in that way. Like I, I don't, I very rarely see like these types of people. I, sometimes I get sent it and I'm like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. Right. It, it does, God bless. <laughs> God bless. Swat. It doesn't bother me too much. Like maybe if it's, uh, I guess I'm trying to think of a time when it probably did piss me off. Sometimes like when it comes to, I guess, if, especially in a place of, um, if they are influencing younger generations that does bother me Mm. because I think like as women, we do need to be educated. We do need to use our influence in a a positive way rather than just saying shit because maybe you think it's true, but especially when people talk about waist trainers and things like that, that, and like fat loss or stepper for glutes, like that, that drives me insane because I'm like, no, there is science behind it. Stop just saying shit for the sake of it. But yeah, um, Yeah, like, okay, sometimes triggering, sometimes not triggering. It really depends Mm. on, like, what it's about, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I'm definitely the same. Like, you know, there can be people posting, you know, workout videos and just saying it's targeting something and it isn't. I'm like, oh, that's fine. But as soon as I feel that for me, it's very triggering when there's people out there talking about restrictive diets and, like, kind of, like, promoting that. And, you know, like a nutritionist saying... I have salads and juices for breakfast and just kind yeah. of, yeah, saying that is, yeah. you know, the one way, or this is how I be healthy. Um, and this is the diet to stick to and stay away from bread. Like when they're making yeah. assumptions like that, where it can be claims. very detrimental yeah. claims and very detrimental on someone's relationship with food. That's when I get kind of frustrated because I'm like, look, it's, are you doing this for views like do you generally feel yeah. as though that this is needed because majority of people who do post these what i eat in a day i can assure you they're not eating this fucking clean every single day
1: yeah they're yeah. posting
0: their highlight days
1: exactly exactly and like like you said it, it is really troubling when you see people doing like this is well, i think i got sent one of like a, a celebrity and they're like oh i don't eat yeah any carbs like i just have like know protein and vegetables for dinner and maybe have a soup for lunch and you're like mm. gosh you don't know the damage that you are creating right now you know yeah
0: so. and yeah. it can be hard like it yeah it can be really hard because you know we do have our mobile phone and we are exposed to so much and it does come down to us as individuals mm. to understanding what is toxic and learn to unfollow that it's definitely something that I have I have included within the past year is start to actually understand what my triggers are. So what can, you know, make me frustrated or feel bad about myself or just make me feel insecure and just really strip away at it, understand it, what it is, identify it and figure out what is affecting that and what accounts are affecting that. Because even subconsciously, sometimes we don't know it is until you really bring it to the surface.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like like you said, like unfollowing, like like, the easiest thing to do, right? And I probably went through like a cull probably about six months ago of like every time I'd scroll down, if if something made me feel a certain way that I, like it wasn't a a good way, like I want my feed to be like inspirational, motivational, Mm. people that I relate to or like educational. Like that's what we Mm. want. But a lot of the times we're scrolling and we're like, oh, oh, that makes me feel like I'm not doing the right thing. Or like, oh, shit, now I feel you know, really heavy or whatever it may be. Mm. I just went through and unfollowed those people like unapologetically as well. And if they were to like reach out and be like, Hey, why did you unfollow me? I would have just been like, it's just not what I needed. Yeah. Not personal, not personal. Mm. It's not what I needed to see right now. And I
0: love that you said that you have, you know, you start to follow more accounts that are inspiring and make you feel a certain way. That is one thing that I always suggest to people when they're, when they have a certain goal like for me i'm mm-hmm. currently in my building phase and i love to follow mm-hmm. other women who are in their building phase
1: yeah yeah and it's so important man like because there are so like there are so many people out there that are you know maybe they're they've been thin their entire life and that's quite easy to them and they you know they are going hey i'm in my build and i'm eating like four thousand calories and they're still really lean and you're looking at that going but I'm not really lean. Like, mm. should I be looking? What am I doing wrong? Like, that's why I like to go through and yeah, follow people that yeah, they make me feel good. Or like, exactly,
0: yeah, make like with as well when it comes down to your body type that are gonna yeah. really relate with yeah. you and people make that you feel I resonate better.
1: with. Yeah, definitely.
0: exactly, and that can come in all forms in how you resonate with someone, and that's why I said before, really strip away at what that is for you Mm. as an individual like you said you want to really relate with those who are in a building phase at the same level as you because it does it Mm. motivates you that little bit more and that's why it is so important to really strip away at it and understand for you as an individual what accounts that you follow are going to actually inspire you and motivate you or just kind of feeding your ego
1: Mm. or feeding that story that you're telling yourself that you're not good enough you know, mm, that's, that's literally narrative.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's exactly, there's ways to be better without putting yourself down. Like, you do not yeah. need to self criticize yourself. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, how do you find balancing out fitness, mum life, being a business owner, and also your partner?
1: I'm <laughs> um... stressed. <laughs> i can't answer this one
0: (laughs) i'm not (laughs) simply what yeah Um, literally
1: look i think there are like times for everything right like and it's just about identifying you know who needs me at this specific time and giving that person space and then moving on to the next thing like like i said like luna has been sick this week so obviously she took priority like work took uh, the the back seat my training was still Mm. a priority to me as well so like I, I will do, I will obviously prioritize things a little bit differently to people because not, not everyone's like a, an athlete or whatever. So um, certain things I put, I prioritize and then Luna took, you know, most of the time. And then, yeah. you know, next week coming in, I realized that maybe me and Matt haven't had time to spend together. So I'll spend more time with him in the weeks coming. So I honestly think like, as you get older, that you realise that there is no balancing. It's just a different prioritising on a different day and it's just taking each day as it comes and, and being kind to yourself with that as well and realising that like not every day is going to be perfect. You just make the, the best out of it. Um, mm-hmm. We very rarely have perfect weeks. I don't think they exist. I haven't had one, so...
0: No, neither. Just, <laughs> let just, me know we how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you have one, let me know. Let yeah. me know what that looks like. <laughs> and honestly, in all honesty, that actually sounds more achievable than balancing that all out so for you to actually just learn to what needs your attention and prioritizing one thing at a time like it honestly does sound more achievable than balancing it all out
1: cuz you can't like right like and and when we have specific goals especially when it comes to fitness or like at the moment I I'm, I'm in a build phase and I'm going to come into a competition phase so obviously my training and my athlete side will have more of a priority right now. Mm. Um, work is obviously just in the background all the time. I've made allowances for that in terms of having staff members and delegating. So, you know, I have structure with that There, right where I don't have to be on as a coach all the time. Um, and then with relationship stuff, it's just about, like, like not that we do it often, which we should do more of, is like just being able to separate nights to be like, we'll go for dinner like in, mm. in two weeks' time or we'll go for a dinner every week, you know. And then yeah. sometimes all we need or just even making more of an effort at the end of the day to instead of sitting and watching TV to just sit and talk to each other about how you day and like little things. And that's like exactly like since I've had Luna, it's, it's all the little things that really matter more than these big like – events like taking them on a holiday like a weekend away like all joel and i
0: ever need is like a dinner day like you know we try to do that once a month literally just somewhere around around town just him and i actually just quality time just kind of getting out of the house yeah exactly Mm. and it it, that makes complete sense also in in the fact that we go through different seasons of life Mm. and within them different seasons you're going to need to prioritize different things or you're you're wanting something more like you said you go yeah. through different stages of prep so obviously you're needing to focus more on comp prep, or this could be the yes. same with someone who is just starting up their business. You, yeah. you're just starting, you are going to need to really prioritize your business sacrifice a lot. So then you yeah. can get to that stage where you can have that little bit of leverage with time and to be able to balance more. So just understanding what season you're at. And yeah. I'm somewhat the, I'm someone who look, I do love a balanced lifestyle, but I also take into consideration that in some things of my life, for example, my my social life is gonna lack because I'm really yeah. really focusing on my business or my health or sometimes even things like the gym's gonna lack because I'm really focused on my family and my business. And yeah. it's about understanding that that is okay. Like just because I'm taking four weeks off the gym doesn't mean I'm not fit anymore. Doesn't mean I don't love health. Yeah. And yeah. so saying, yeah, I feel as though we do put a lot of expectation on ourselves to be able to achieve it all at the same mm. time and still think you're going to be happy and live a stress-free life. It's just, <laughs> it is, it's unachievable. So it's understanding yeah. your main priorities and understanding what really needs your focus at this this season in your life.
1: Yeah, and like we can do anything, but we can't do everything, right? So- Yeah. And-, and At especially, once. Yeah, at once. At I mean, once. Especially women, like we are, expected to do a lot of things simultaneously and to be super women and women of women and whether that's like an expectation we put on ourselves it's still very much there in society anyway mm. but like you said it, it's different phases of life and just giving yourself freedom to flow through them but also having intention with it like a lot of people are like oh my, god, oh my god i had uni this week and my training really sucked and my nutrition really sucked but like i was really focusing on training instead of seeing it like uh, that sucked that sucked it could have been like this week I prioritized study and yeah. I prioritize rest and I didn't prioritize my training but I still like was mindful of my eating that's more yeah. of an intentional focus to it rather than like oh shit this happened and this happened so like I always like to see like think of my like, what what it's going to look like in terms of the week like is it going to be a, a lunar week this week because she's home from sick home from you like daycare or whatever or is it going to be attention I'm really going to focus on my nutrition and my training so I I really look at my week and think like what am I going to focus on this week like is it x y and z or is it you Mm. know z and y whatever I think intention is everything
0: so when you do this to put it into like perspective will you will you journal these things like will you write it down like how how do you go about it
1: so I'm not much of a journaler I'm more of a diary person so I'll get a diary out and I'll usually, like, write in all of my appointments, all of my training, what I need to do, and a few little things in terms of, like, you know, hit macros really closely, just little notes to myself. Um, and then, like, I will usually recap at the end of the day. How did I do in terms of my nutrition mm-hmm. training? Like, was it good? Um, and I like to have lists. Like, I know everyone probably functions a lot better on lists, and I think they're, like, a very underrated tool. Um, but I use a lot of them, like, every day. Like, today I had, like, podcast, mm-hmm. Tick. at the end of the day <laughs> you feel productive
0: <laughs> and you, you feel good ticking it off yeah. hey like it can be like i even do it for laundry i do it for the most simplest tasks and it does give you that little bit of stimulation and also that momentum of wanting to achieve yeah. more
1: yeah yeah exactly and it could be like make bed yeah like this take you know? yeah so and you grow confidence by doing these things one after another so yeah, list of my big things, writing down intentions for the week is another mm. thing that I do. Journaling um, is a really good one. I just haven't personally got into it, but it is something that um, I have found useful in, in the past doing.
0: It, it, it can definitely be a weird one. Like I was actually thinking about the other day because I've started to incorporate journaling and I do it religiously. And I personally love it because it's my form of meditation and I struggle yeah. to sit still. I can't actually meditate. I can't sit still. But when I'm writing, yeah. I'm super occupied. And, and so my stepson, he was like, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm journaling. And he goes, what do you write? And I'm like, I'm, I'm just talking to myself. Self. Yeah. And he's like, what do yeah. you mean? And I'm like, I'm asking myself questions. You know, I'm my best friend in my journal. And he just goes, well, that's weird. <laughs>
1: yeah, and was, funny, but I, I was like,
0: funny. yeah, I was like, wow, it is kind of weird, but it is super therapeutic. If you haven't yeah. journaled, I so, so recommend it. Like you yeah. literally problem solve. Like mm-hmm. I will ask myself questions and then I'm like, I think I just solved my own problem because I'm literally yeah. just voicing my, my opinion and my thoughts out loud. And I feel as though that's kind of like what you do through meditation in a sense. Um, but because yeah. I literally cannot meditate to save my life, I wouldn't mm. know. I try. I really season. try.
1: It's just a reflective <laughs> process, right? Like both meditation or journaling, like it's just taking the moment to, have a bit of like a clear mind and yeah like you said it it could be answering questions it could Mm. be writing out you know how you felt about stuff it could be writing out intentions it could be writing out things you're grateful for like there's no hard and fast rules about journaling so that's what i I like about it as well um but yeah meditation is a hard one i tend to do a lot of guided meditations on like spotify because like what do you if i was to sit there i'd be like Oh, I need to do that. Yeah. Like what am I
0: cooking for dinner? Yeah. Yeah. Like (laughs) something that I actually do, which is quite similar to the guided meditation is is categorize my meditation session. So going with a purpose. So I will either go in knowing I'm going to problem solve a, or I'll go in knowing, you know, I want to manifest throughout this meditation session. I'm really going to envision and feel what I'm wanting for the next month, next three months. Um, I'll do one where it's stress relief. So if I'm feeling really stressed, I'll just kind of do things that are going to make me feel at ease. And then I'll do one where it's just like I need to fucking rest, chill out. Yeah. just sit in my own head and, a and and let it be yeah let my mind wander and that is fine like don't put pressure on it to need to slow down and to do anything like actually let your mind be and that's why i feel as though a lot of people resent meditation because they're fearful of their own thoughts
1: yeah they're sitting with themselves for a little bit too long you know
0: yeah and uh, it's so healthy though
1: yeah it I needs understand. to be done and like it, matt, matt listened to like a reel and it was like saying that there was. There's actually studies being done or have been done that people have better blood results from like health markers from meditating. And it's not even like a big meditation. So he's like, I'm going to start incorporating it. Um, Oh, that's that's good. Good on him. I know. We'll see how it goes.
0: (laughs) Big bloke sitting there meditating. I try to get Joel into it and he's like, oh, no. (laughs) I'm like, you've just. Try it with me, darling. Just sit down. We'll put some soothing music on. We'll sit in the room together. Hold um, hands. Yeah, hold hands. It'll be great. We'll have a date.
1: Oh, uh, thank, no.
0: thank you so much for today's episode, Emily.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast.
0: So where can everyone find you? Can you plug your socials?
1: Um, it's just at Emily underscore King Bodies. That's easy as.
0: Find Beautiful. Me Ask me a question. Beautiful. Well, thank you. And um, I will see all you guys in my next episode. Bye.